Drug costs are soaring with no end in sight. What tools and techniques are coming to market to help employers and employees cope with those costs? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement that helps small and mid-market companies escape the fully insured marketplace and delivers stability, control, and savings without watering down employees' benefits or increasing their premium share. If you have clients in the educational institution or the engineering vertical, go to our website at CaptivatedHealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. Pharmacy is driving more and more of the overall medical spend, and it's a subject that we talk about occasionally, We thought we'd delve back into that because the numbers just keep going up no matter what anyone does. And we're pleased to have with us Gary Becker. Gary is CEO of Script Sourcing, and Gary's somebody who's a subject matter expert in this area, has spent a lot of time studying it and devising some solutions. We thought we'd bring Gary's insight to you today. So with that, welcome, Gary. Welcome. So the the question that I get most often, and I'm sure you hear it also, is, why the heck are drugs so much more expensive in the United States than they are every place else? The numbers are breathtaking. It's interesting. Big pharma is huge, and they spend a lot of money on lobbying. They spend more money on the gas industry, the oil industry, the defense industry, the education industry combined. And what the big pharma industry likes is the status quo. And Meds are overpriced in the United States compared to the other countries. They're two to 10 times higher. And, you know, they, the big farmer, they're not interested in global competition. So it's just that simple. It's just that they charge, they're charging more money here in the States because they can. Yeah. I mean, the FDA kind of wants to make it sound like importing meds from these other pharmacies, these other countries is unsafe. And it's kind of silly given that the FDA allows folks to um, import lettuce from Mexico and fish from Japan, but they say there's safety issues when folks are sourcing meds, you know, globally from uh, pharmacies in Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand that are, you know, five to 50 cents on the dollar compared to what we're spending here in the United States. So it really goes back to your first answer, all of the lobbying and all of the pressure and all of the embedded interest. And that's interesting. And it's a really clear, concise answer. And we'll talk a little bit about some other countries as as we go along. So let's level set. Like on brand names and, and the most popular generics, where are all of the numbers right now in terms of what we're spending and what the increases are looking like? Well, um... I could tell you generic meds have increased over 300% in the past, I think it's four or five years. And name brand meds have inc- are increasing about 13% a year. And high cost specialty meds are also slated to go up. The last thing I read was 50% by 2020. Yeah, 1% of the meds that are being sourced are specialty meds. And by 2020, it's going to represent 50% of the prescription spend. Now, a lot of the people who justify that will tell you that the outcomes are so much better that over time, money is saved. Do you buy that argument? 
you know, there's logic behind that. I mean, there are medications like Harvoni and Savaldi that cure hepatitis C, so it's a lot less expensive spending $95,000 today than hundreds of thousands of dollars if somebody needs a, a liver transplant. But I can tell you that, you know, Harvoni is being sourced where it's $95,000 here in the United States for a 12-week treatment, $1,150 a pill. In other countries, you know, it's 1000 to $3,000 for the same treatment. It's insane. So we know that employers see the reflection of these cost increases because they see premiums. But is there more discussion now, do you think, about this? Because employees with increased personal responsibility amounts and out-of-pockets are, are starting to feel the cost of this in their pockets. Is, is that creating some synergy for actually looking for other solutions? There's no question. Um, some some stats are that 70% of U.S. households have $1,000 of savings or less. Half of these households have no savings at all. 25% of prescriptions for chronic conditions, first-time prescriptions, are never even being filled. And 20% of hospitalizations are due to medication non-adherence. So folks are looking to sourcing their meds differently than through our PBM system here through health plans. And they are looking for solutions such as a personal importation where they can pay a zero copay rather than, you know, these $50, $200 copays for name brand meds and specialty meds. Now, that's huge. I, I know that you work with a lot of um, partially self-funded plans. And we talked offline, you've, you've kind of identified three strategic areas where you think there's opportunity for huge savings. Let, let's look at each one of those individually. The first one that we chatted about was international pharmacy management. What's that all about and what are the barriers to it? So um, what folks are doing is there are international pharmacy management programs available. And you know you can work with tier one countries. These are English-speaking countries that have the same or higher standards as our FDA. And I'm talking about Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand. And the meds that are being sourced to these countries, are these meds are factory packaged and sealed at the same manufacturers. They are sourced through brick and mortar pharmacies that exist in Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand. They have real life pharmacists working in these pharmacies. They're serving their own citizens. And these meds are being sourced to folks for pennies on the dollar, typically a 70% savings to the doorsteps of members for a zero copay, saving health plans dollars, positioning employers to be more fiduciarily responsible spending health plan assets. And we're really creating a win-win situation. It's a, it's a win for the members. Uh, members are doing what's in their and their family's best interest. And if they feel that having a zero copay and spending less on meds and helping the health plan is in their and their family's best interest, they're choosing the personal importation option. If they feel that, you know, going to their corner pharmacy and paying their $1,500 copays, they're welcome to do that. It's always optional. And when folks are, you know, spending less on meds, it benefits the other 95% of the members of the health plan because, you know, we're, we're, we're saving money. Well, as, and as, especially as employers and self-funded plans or partially self-funded plans, if you prefer, start to share with their employees that today's claims represent tomorrow's cost increases. It, it kind of hits employees in both pockets because they're being asked in more and more occasions to shoulder more of the cost, or they face the fact that their benefits just continually get watered down. A question, Gary, that, that comes up frequently on these international pharmacy management programs. I know 
some people perceive that the U.S. government has put some roadblocks in place. Is this a program that an employer can do on a group basis, or is it strictly individual to individual on a small v voluntary basis? You know, what's interesting about the prescription industry and the healthcare industry is that folks have the choice. I, I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I can get my prescriptions filled in Baltimore, Maryland, or if I want, I can fly across the country to you know Los Angeles and have my prescription filled. Or if I'd like, I can go to Lisbon, Portugal or Windsor, Canada. And if I get a prescription filled and I pay out of pocket, my health plan has a duty to reimburse me. So the way these international programs work, these international pharmacy programs, is that they're acting as an agent. Rather than having to fly to to Canada and source your meds for pennies on the dollar, they'll actually mail order, they'll ship the meds out to members, and they'll list bill the you know the the cost of these meds to employer health plans and just facilitate and act as an agent to make the process a lot easier. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single-source solution for your clients and prospects in the education and engineering verticals. The founders of Captivated Health have 35 years' experience working with healthcare and benefit clients, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems mid-market clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, These groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace. Until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems and does so with virtually no disruption to employees while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to your education and engineering clients that you advise. To learn more about Captivated Health's solution, Go to our website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on our logo on the Shift Shapers website. Aren't a lot of these drugs that even the ones that we buy in our pharmacies, you know, whether it's the Walgreens or the Rite Aid or whatever's on the corner of the CVS, aren't a lot of those medicines actually made in these other countries to start with? Yeah, they are. As a matter of fact, um, you'd be surprised. The majority of the meds that are being sourced are actually generic meds. 85% of the meds are generics. And of those 85% of the meds, 80% of generic meds are made in India and China. So it's interesting when folks are concerned about, you know, having, taking meds that are manufactured in other countries. Most of the meds that we take here in the United States are manufactured overseas. And that's, that's, Part of the problem, and we'll come back. I I do want to touch on the other two areas that you've identified for cost savings, but let's let's take a a little side trip that I think you just you just raised a very interesting point, which is: Are there any fully insured carriers that are going this route? And if they're not, why not? I know of no fully insured carriers that are going this route. I don't think um, they do a great job with risk management. I don't think there's a financial incentive really for fully insured carriers to manage this type of spend. They're getting rebate dollars and and spread pricing on the prescriptions. They're getting paid um, every time somebody purchases a med. So this is a typical case where as the curtain starts getting pulled back slowly and employers and employees start learning what's going on, we we may very well have a, a little bit of a consumer revolution starting. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, what you know, the brokers that we're doing business with are really disruptors in the marketplace, and we're kind of enlightening employers and kind of having that conversation about seventy-six percent of the scripts are through three PBMs. There's three hundred PBMs in the marketplace, and CVS, Caremark, Express Scripts, and Optum represent seventy-six percent of the scripts. And these are Fortune twenty companies making billions of dollars, and their interests are aligned with their shareholders, not with their clients. So, you know, we think it makes sense to investigate doing business with these fiduciary PBMs and a fiduciary PBM is held to a higher standard and they're working in the best interest of the health plan, the client. And um, I think there's opportunities to do a lot better. This PBM industry is an opaque business and we're, and it's, it's, it's different today than it, than it was in the past. Uh, employers are demanding transparency. They want to see where their healthcare plan, their health plan dollars are being spent and they have a fiduciary responsibility to know where their dollars are being spent. Yeah, and it, it's one of the things that I think, especially in mid-sized companies, is driving the move towards partially self-insured plans, is that they want access to their data and they need advisors who can help them understand what's going on. Let, let's go back to the second modality that you identified where there's an opportunity for savings, which is specialty meds. What's that all about? There's opportunities to save money for specialty meds. A couple things. Uh, number one, there are PBMs that are becoming very creative and creating variable copays so we can maximize the coupons and the, that these manufacturers are willing to provide the uh, copay assistance that they're willing to provide to reduce the cost. But one of the things that some of the, um, brokers and, and, and PBMs are putting together is what's called a specialty med review process. And, you know, the, the issue in the marketplace is that a lot of these PBMs are doing their own prior authorization. It's kind of like the fox guarding the hen house. They own their own specialty pharmacy. They're in charge of determining whether or not meds should be approved. And they have a very low denial rate because they make a lot of money when meds are sourced through their specialty pharmacy. What we find employers are doing, they're working with certain PBMs that have a specialty med review process in which they have an independent prior authorization process. And if it's the right person at the right time, the right med, they make sure it's the right cost. And there's an Expedia-like experience in which there's a network of specialty pharmacies competing and bidding for the business. And we think that's a better way of doing business. Again, it kind of goes back to transparency and having enough information to make informed decisions. The, the third piece of the areas that you've identified for savings is in international medical and prescription tourism. Now, a lot of our listeners have probably heard of international medical tourism, but I don't know how many folks have heard about prescription tourism. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. And this is um, kind of new for me, but there's opportunities to save significant dollars to travel to other countries and get medical and prescription treatment. For example, these hepatitis C treatments that you know I mentioned cost $95,000 for a 12-week treatment, you can fly somebody down to the Cayman Islands and their significant other and get treated for hepatitis C, come back home with your 12 weeks of medications for your hepatitis C for under $30,000. That includes hotel, airfare, treatment, concierge services. We're, we're saving the health plan over $65,000 in this case. That's huge. And and I guess that's just going to increase. Those opportunities are going to increase as the cost of those drugs increase. Gary, we've, we've got about five minutes left. And one of the things we always like to talk about is how at Benefit Advisors have this conversation with their clients and with their prospects. And I know one of the things that you, you know, kind of like to talk about is that 
you think that benefit advisors need to first think about about performance-based compensation before they even have these conversations. Can you explain that? Sure. I mean, what our advisors, the the network of advisors that I um, you know, very friendly with, you know, we're disruptors in the marketplace and they're having conversations with employers and they're sharing that experts say that 25 to 30% of prescription and medical spend is waste and overspend. And we're looking to analyze that data and provide actionable opportunities to mitigate that spend. And what's, you know, the beauty of some of the solutions that are available in the marketplace is that, you know, we're not charging clients, employers, a nickel for admin fees or setup fees, employers are keeping 75% of the savings as a result of the the savings that we're producing. You know, I believe that it's important to provide a tremendous amount of value to clients and to get paid generously for the value that we are delivering, a quantifiable and measurable programs. So is is this, are you suggesting kind of a percentage on savings on the Rx spend? I do. Um, I think that makes sense for the RX spend for sure. I mean, I think it's a, it's an easy conversation, Mr. Employer. We'd like to look at your data and to the extent that we're successful, you're going to keep 75% of the savings. It's not going to cost you a nickel. Most employers think that's, that's more than fair. I have clients that I've done a great job for over the years as a benefit consultant that I've recommended some medical advocacy solutions that cost 4 to $5 per employee per month. And the employer recognizes the value of my suggestion, and then they quantify that's you know that's another twenty thousand dollars of fixed expenses, and they don't want to go forward with some pretty valuable risk management strategies because they see it as a fixed expense. The idea of performance based compensation getting paid based on the value that you're delivering, I think, is um, really important going forward. Gary, maybe the the best way to wrap up our conversation today because I, I think you and I agree that consumers are going to drive. This kind of a change is you recently had an experience after a speaking engagement. Would you share that with our audience? You know, recently we did an open enrollment for a uh, college in Pennsylvania and we explained how uh, personal importation works and that there's a zero copay. And I remember a teacher coming up to me and said, Gary, I am so grateful that you're making this program available to our college. I'm taking, you know, three or four prescriptions every month. And they said to me, I'm functionally uninsured. I work for the best employer here in in Pennsylvania, and I can't afford to take all my medications. I can't afford all these $50 to $100 copays, and I'm making choices. And I was just shocked. I never would have expected a teacher well-educated would be pill-skipping and sharing with me her concerns. Functionally uninsured. Isn't that a great phrase? I mean, it's not good, but it's a terrific way to, to, to describe where an awful lot of employees find themselves today. Yeah, it's really the case. And, you know, I I love the opportunity to present to employers the opportunity to mitigate spend and create a win-win situation, help the employees adhere to their medications, spend less money, less health plan assets, and really benefit all the other folks that aren't taking those expensive medications. And that's the goal. Gary Becker, CEO of Script Sourcing. Gary, again, thank you for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.